Coming up on Outcast UK. I'd been at a party and in attendance at this party was, whose party was it? It was Sarah and McCallan's party. Oh, clang. Was it? Clang. Uh, Paul O'Grady was there. Mm. Biggins. (laughs) (laughs) All the glitter, aren't It's quite the statement, this. You know the way Harry um, just comes out and says what he thinks? The Prince of Wales went to a gay restaurant in Poland and had a pulled pork sandwich in a braided roll. And fries. And fries. Play Outcast UK. Welcome along to Outcast UK. Pride season is upon us. It's here. Um, the weather's changed. We've got brighter nights. It's a lovely day today. I've come in my shorts already. The temperature being, of course, above 12 degrees Celsius. We are here across Pride season 2023 with the latest news and happenings across the LGBTQ plus diaspora. Great word there. Uh, I'm going to be joined by the ex-BBC journalist, soon to be ex-any journalist, Kevin McGrath, uh, who's got a roundup of all that's been going on this week. Uh, Kev, what have you got? Cheers, Graham. And what else can we start with, really, but the death of Paula Grady? Only 67 years old, he died unexpectedly but peacefully on Tuesday evening, according to his husband Andre Potassio. Hard to say what he was best known for because he was known for so much. Lily Savage for The Love of Dogs, The Tea Time Chat Show, The Big Breakfast. And Paul had recently been on tour in the musical Annie playing Miss Hannigan. He's received all the tributes, as you would expect. Sir Elton John said he was a brilliant entertainer and at the forefront of the fight against AIDS and HIV. Paul's warm heart and infectious humour lit up the lives of so many. That's from Camilla, the Queen Consort, posh. And Sandy Togsvig remembered him as funny, fearless and full of rage, the best. Plus there's this from Virgin Radio's Chris Evans. Absolutely straight down the middle, wonderful human being. Really funny, really unbelievably clever. He was awesome. He shone. He always looked really well. Loved the right kind of people, couldn't stand the wrong kind of people. Um, super clever, super caring. And it's super sad that he's passed away, but Paul O'Grady. Next, attempts to expand the Don't Say Gay Law in Florida. This is what prevents public schools there from teaching about sexual orientation and gender identity. Ron DeSantis, the governor, wants to widen the age range of the law. It means all academic years will be covered from the first year of primary right through to the end of high school. There's disapproval from the White House. It's completely, utterly uh, wrong. And uh, and we've been very crystal clear about that when it comes to the don't say gay bill uh, and other other actions that the, this governor has taken in the state of Florida. But make no mistake, this is a part of a disturbing and dangerous uh, uh, trend that we're seeing across the country of legislations that are anti-LGBTQI+, anti Green Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, it's thought Florida's Board of Education will have a vote on the change next month. And if the governor's name sounds familiar, DeSantis is the guy who might also be running for US president next year, but she's still being a wee bit coy about it. Transgender women are being banned by World Athletics from competing in the female category at international events. Lord Coe, the president of the governing body, says this came into force on March 31st. No transgender athlete who's gone through male puberty will be allowed to race. Not necessarily forever, though, according to Lord Coe, with a group being set up to do more research into transgender eligibility guidelines. Five schools have been evacuated in New York State. It's off the back of bomb threats made because LGBTQ plus books were stocked in their libraries. An anonymous note was sent to a number of local media outlets on Wednesday. 
More than 5,000 students and staff were affected. No one was hurt and no devices were found. Now, a book by trans author Juno Dawson was named in the note, and it's also been singled out in a campaign against libraries in Ireland. This Book is Gay was ripped up by someone from a group of campaigners at Cork City Library in front of staff at the front desk. It was written nine years ago with the aim of giving young LGBTQ plus people hope and covers sex education, falling in love, relationships and family. Juno has posted a video on her Instagram. What we're seeing now is a really organised attack on books because the far right is out of ideas. What else can you attack but trans healthcare, drag queens, books? So I just want to say a huge thank you to all the librarians and educators who are defending freedom of speech and the right for young LGBTQ people to see themselves in books. Cork City Council says a number of recent incidents have been reported to police and there are no plans to remove any material. Now, don't you just hate it when you and your fellow knuckle-draggers go out to protest against drag and then find yourselves outnumbered by hundreds of pro-LGBTQ plus activists? I know, if I'd a pound. Now, this is what's happened in south-east London, outside the Honour Oak pub. A small demo was organised by the Turning Point UK group. Nope, me neither. The venue's become a bit of a magnet for these kind of protests recently after attempts to shut down a drag storytelling event for children there. The group held banners featuring the slogan Groom Dogs Not Kids. Shut up. They were made to feel as welcome as JK Rowling at Pride. And Prince William has been seen having dinner at an LGBTQ plus restaurant in Poland. The Butero Bistro in Warsaw advertises itself as your queer space with comfort food. Same-sex unions aren't recognised by law in Poland and neither are trans people as a protected group. So maybe William was making a bit of a statement here. He's spoken up in support of LGBTQ plus people in the past. The Prince of Wales had a pulled pork sandwich in a braided roll plus fries coming in at £7.50 of your money. The Bistro also runs drag-themed karaoke nights. There's no word on whether William let rip with his alter ego, Miss Claire Midia. I made that up. And that's your latest news from Outcast UK. Thank you, Kevin. Can we have a chat about Paul O'Grady then? Let, let's chat about mm. the, the, the sad death of Paul O'Grady first. Did you ever meet him? No, I didn't. Didn't meet him. I did. Several times. I met him... Um... I met Paul O'Grady first time when I was, um, you know, my mum sings, you know, this, yeah, you've known this yeah. forever. Yeah, she sung at some um, event for like pensioners. <laughs> it was at the Royal Philharmonic Hall in Liverpool and it was in like the mid 90s. I must have been about uh, 11 or something like that. Mm. And he um, he was on stage as Lily Savage and old old women loved Lily Savage because <laughs> he was kind of based on them. Yeah. And I think I think they kind of knew that. Very friendly, lovely man. And then my second time, was that my second time? Yeah, it was. The second time I met him was it? Did I ever tell you about I went to a showbiz party on um, New Year's Eve? No. F- for the millennium. I must have told you this at some point. No, well, you know, I switch off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, New Year's Eve, Millennium Eve, um, 1999 into 2000. Me and my ex-boyfriend, Chris, and my first boyfriend when I was about, I must have been about 16, was 17. Was a bitter split? 
No, actually. Sorry, no. So that's nothing. No, really it really it was a conscious uncoupling more than anything else. <laughs> no, it was. I still talk to Chris now. It's one of them, one of them relate. Well, you, your first boyfriend, yeah. kind of. It's when nice when you talk to him, is it very passive aggressive? <laughs> It was for a while. No, Look we, what you could have had. We, 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 um, we got invited to a house party and in attendance at that house party was... <laughs> it was a last minute, was a last minute invite. Mm. We weren't on the, on the actual guest list. On the A-list. list. Yeah. <laughs> on the A-list. No. You'll be now. <laughs> well, I hope so. Um, we, went, we got the train into London for Millennium Eve mm. and then after midnight, our friend who, who worked for Stonewall had been at a party and in attendance at this party was, whose party was it? It was Sarah and McKellen's party. Oh, clang. Was it? Clang. Uh, Paul O'Grady was there. Mm. Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> All the glitter arts. Well, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't see Biggins there. Sandy Toxvig was there. Oh. Yeah, no. It gets, yeah, and Alan Rickman. <gasps> well, he's what, not gay. What a lot. What was Rick- he doing there? Alan Rickman's gay. Is he? Yeah. He's dead as well. Is Alan Rickman dead? Didn't he die a few years ago? Why have we gone off on this tangent? No, don't make me... Don't make, who's Alan Rickman. No, he's alive. Anyway, let me just, just check for... You're just Googling now. Alan Rickman, dead. De- oh, yeah, Alan Rickman, death is on there. Sorry to break it to you. The late Alan Rickman, who died in 2016, yeah. he was there. When they say the late, he's not unpunctual. He means he's, <laughs> he's, he's died. He's expired, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were all there. And um, Paul O'Grady, because he found out that me and Chris were from Liverpool... It was like stood around with us in the kitchen chatting for like, like an a hour. Fly to the show. <laughs> it was. It was. And his his ex at the time, this is before you could get married, his ex, um, who was also his his agent as well. Mm. Um Is this Murphy? I can't remember. Po- quite possibly, yeah, yeah, because his ex and his yeah. agent were there. And that's very, very rare to be to be in a relationship with your agent. Well, it's not, but it's it's a bit mad, I think. Yeah. Um, but they obviously got on really well. Um, his, his partner picked us up from Limehouse Tube Station to take us to um, Ian McKellen's flat with my mate Simon, who was in the front of the car. He hadn't been drinking, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Just didn't say he had. But, but Getting it was your defence in quick. It was New Year's <laughs> Eve. It was New Year's Eve and he hadn't. Um, drinking your honour. It was, it was very kind of him. And we got we got to this party and um, I was fucking absolutely bricking it talking to Paul O'Grady. He was just fucking lovely. He didn't have to come over and talk to us for ages. The he little was, people. He, well, we were, weren't we? We were just like teenagers, and he um, he wasn't wasn't odd with it. Didn't stick around too much, but was just very engaging. What was it he said to us? Where are you from? Oh, right, okay. And I used to have a flat in Birken, as it was a fucking knocking shop. And I was like. <laughs> Right, okay. Um, and I don't know anyone's got a bad word to say about him. My, my mother loved him. My nan, my late, my late nan, she loved him as well. So it's not very many, not very many cultural figures will cross across that very specific set of communities. Scousers, <laughs> the gays, the nans, <laughs> and the mums. Mm. Is it national treasure? Yeah. Yeah, CNN described him as uh, a beloved entertainer. I think I quite liked the use of the word because he was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Beloved. That's a really nice way to describe him, beloved. Um, actually, I, I've, I've compiled this little list of, this wasn't in your update before, little uh, little compilation here now of some of O'Grady's best bits. And obviously most of them are as Lily Savage, let's, let's be honest, because they, they yeah. were the, yeah. the, that was the golden era. Have a listen to this. Drop of absinthe. A drop, Alan, I know your measures. Oh. They paralyse a horse. They- <laughs> oh, I mean, lovely. genuinely. Oh, just give us the bottle. No. <laughs> That'll do. 
Can't we just drink and not talk? Oh, let's <laughs> get rotten drunk and then I'll run amok <laughs> through the audience. <laughs> well, I broke me nose. That was the first thing. No. Yeah. How come? I fell in Silla Black's jacuzzi. <laughs> And the nurses in the war for an hospital have said, well, I say hello to them, so hello. So that's what that was about. <laughs> My friend Iris is dead. Oh, there's a full stop after dead. My friend Iris is dead, stupid. I was oh. going to say, is she? <laughs> is she? Fancy breaking the news like that to me on a car. Hopefully. Well, I don't know. I'll see you on Lights Highway. Ta-da. God bless. Ta-da. The late Paul O'Grady doesn't feel right saying that, does it? 67 is... You hope to live beyond 67. That's not yeah. old. Very sad. So we're moving on now to, you were uh, mentioned before about the don't say gay law in Florida. We've been through this before in this country though, haven't we? You would have been at school right the way through yeah. section 28. Section 28, yeah. Did you ever feel like it impacted you? I just, I look back at my school years now and I'm just very conscious of the fact I had no idea what gay was and there was it wasn't being talked about. It literally was don't say gay. Mm-hmm. It just was not covered. I was not equipped with... Any information. Yeah. For those who don't know, that Section 28 was Thatcher in, I'm guessing, yeah, I think it was 1988 or 89. Lady Thatcher. Lady Thatcher. The late Lady Thatcher. Sounds like a, <laughs> a profession, doesn't it? <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm a Lady Thatcher. <laughs> well, she, she uh, was... Um, she's a bit of a cunt, wasn't she? Let's <laughs> and, and she <laughs> she's fine. She's dead. <laughs> it's fine. Might have said it when she was alive. Do you um, think she's been harangued by Paula Grady now? They won't be in the same place. Well, they, no. <laughs> Only if it's on the intercom from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, do, I do hope so. Unless they're both in purgatory right now, having murder. Uh, she brought in um, Section 28 of the Local Government Act, because a lot of people always say, well, I don't know what that is, uh, 1988, 1989. And it was, uh, it was a law, basically, that said that uh, you weren't allowed to... Um, Pretty much like this. Uh, promote, promote homosexuality. Promotion of homosexuality yeah. as a, a pretend family relationship. So it was saying that uh, homosexual relationships aren't family relationships and you shouldn't pretend that they are and you shouldn't talk about them. And the knock-on effect of that was they didn't talk about any um, anything to do with LGBTQIA issues in school at all from that point up until it was scrapped until in 2003, which is right the way through me starting school and me personally leaving school. Yeah. started school as primary school about 1988, 87 and left in about 2001 when I did my A-levels. Expelled. <laughs> Expelled, yeah. <laughs> um, not though, I, I left. Um, I, was, I was very good You left your own volition, did you? I did, I did yeah, in the yes. natural order of things. You should have been expelled. Um, but se- Section 28, uh, yeah, b- b- was used to, by a lot of schools, if, if a kid was being bullied or the issue, someone was just being given shit for their sexuality or perceived sexuality, there's mm. another one, because yeah. straight men suffer from homophobia just as much as gay men, because homophobia is the stick by which get, um, straight men keep each other in check, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you might be gay. That's You've been homophobically bullied and you're not even gay. Um, so this went on for all that time, and if someone was being bullied, the school or the... Uh, education authority couldn't intervene and um so i got a bit bullied for being gay at school um and they were kind of helpful but they were dancing on a pinhead around yeah not, um they couldn't really engage with it no not at all and sex education was just fucking hilarious like they were still good they give us in sixth form a sex education lesson in about and i must have been about 16 
and they they couldn't mention condoms. They won't mention penetrative sex. It was the fucking most bizarre thing. And I was like, well, you're not mentioning the kind of sex I'm having, and you're not mentioning condoms. And you know, it was just just fucking pointless. Like, what do you? Why do you think Ron DeSantis, who until Trump sort of dominated every news cycle for the last couple of months, looked like he might be in with a chance of being 2024 presidential candidate for the Republicans? Why do you think he's doing this? It's red. What do you call it? Red meat for the base. Mm. That's how they refer to it, isn't it? Mm. Um, he's just sort of Trump light, mm. isn't he? But not that much lighter. Well, no. Well, I mean, to look at, yeah, a lot lighter. <laughs> A few shades down. <laughs> yeah, so he's worked out, yeah, it's a bit of red meat for that Republican base. And um sounds like he's expanding it from, well, he is expanded it from the position it was. It was initially just like early years, wasn't it? First few years of primary. Yeah. So yeah now it's going to just cover all the years in primary and secondary school. Was was there a lot of, um was there any need for this? Or is it just something that they felt like they'd do a bit like banning laughing gas? And, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Though? Again, it's a bit of red meat, isn't it, for the base? Yeah. It's, you just wonder, why is this where you want to focus your attention? Why is this the priority? Mm. There's, there's so much more important things going on in the world. Yeah, totally. Why is that the focus? It's good. Yeah, it is a good distraction, isn't it? And at the same time, you've got the destruction of the natural environments and you've got a war going on. And actually for them, probably um, he's not got any answers for the fact that inflation is at whatever percent. So what yeah. would you do? Oh, transgender people, they're a danger. Yeah, look over there. Which moves us on actually to trans women being banned by world athletics. So nobody who's gone through male puberty will be allowed to race. Now, the reason they say male puberty is because apparently that's the, that's the point at which a lot of the changes happen in your body. If you've gone through male puberty, then you're more likely to have a greater muscle mass than if you hadn't because of the testosterone that's been released into your body at that time. This is why a lot of people say that for trans youth, give them puberty blockers because it's a difficult yeah. transition to make once you've gone through all the things where you've got the facial hair and you look a bit more muscular and yeah. that. I feel like what they've done here is they've tried to keep a specific section of popular opinion happy and that is one of the main points that comes up all the time when people talk about trans issues is trans youth. Puberty blockers being something that people get themselves up in arms about. But, you know, if you're going to, if someone is going to transition at the end of puberty, you're actually, it's quite a cruel thing to put them through it, yeah. in my opinion. And trans athletes, this has been a big thing with the, if you ever listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, for example, the one issue that they come back to all the time is that um, they give very, very limited examples of um, cisgender men that have transitioned and then gone back into whatever athletics league. So someone who's gone through male puberty yeah. and then gone from like 3000th to 30th in the world. And um, there's not a lot of it, but it is something that has happened and it gets really well publicised. Yeah. And for me, that seems to be a real... Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe it as like a gateway issue that gets some people into transphobia. Oh, well, look at that. They're allowed to do this and it doesn't seem yeah. fair. You know, It just seems like another opportunity to, to have a pop at trans people. Although Lord Coe has said uh, that this might not necessarily be forever with a group being set up to do more research into transgender eligibility guidelines, which is what you said. Um, 
which would sound like a good opportunity for them to kind of unwind it in a few years when they realise that it sounds awful. In royal news... (laughs) (laughs) I've got no time for royal news, that's all, honestly. Royal news, and it's... You can't... They can't be on here. You're not seeing the sign above the door. Kate and Wills. You're not a fan. I don't... Why why am I not a fan? Can you tell me why I'm not a fan? Because you're a spiteful little queen. (laughs) (laughs) That's why... I don't know. I, I'm not 100% sure why I'm not a fan. Oh, yeah, I've, I have the perception that um, William's being horrible to Harry and Kate's a bit of a, a, bit of a bitch. But she, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that about her. Yeah. I don't. So, um, I don't... She's, Kate's demure. Demure. <laughs> she's dull, isn't she? <laughs> she's very dull. She's really boring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't like the classism that she used on her because she was kind of like... You see, because her mum was a, a trolley dolly. Oh, was she? Yeah, yeah. And the, the, Are we allowed to still call them that? Are we allowed to say trolley dolly? Trolley dolly. Should we run that through? Is that one of them things that's going to get me? That'd be the... the, the, the Is thing it reductive? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I said that I never thought would get me cancelled, it was the last thing they expected and it was trolley dolly. Uh, yeah, no, people have been snotty about it for that and I felt bad about that. But now, since then, I'm kind of, I'm just really kind of team um, Harry and Meghan. I prefer Harry and Meghan. I can't, I can't get too hit up about William and Kate. I, th- I think they're fine. Just fine. Just beige. Just sort of fine. Yes. They're fine. Take them or leave them. Harry and Meghan. I yeah. love them. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm They're I'm, like mixing it up, don't they? Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm a massive fan. Let's take down fan. the monarchy. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of all of that. I'm I'm, a, I'm a, a, absolutely anti-monarchist. I used to say about the late Queen, God God rest her soul, stick her in a council house. That's what I used to say. And... Uh, <laughs> no, and I meant it when I said it. And you see that idea about sticking Prince Charles's... Um, picture in all of the if you see this was in the news today i had jeremy vine on before we came all right <laughs> it was on channel five that's a little insight and I, there's a, a story about should should they put um uh portraits of prince king charles in every school courthouse oh and yeah yeah like in some sort of like and how much is that gonna cost eight uh, i've got the figures oh eight million pound a year which isn't a lot well it's a lot but it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things of nationally well, it's just what it looks like, isn't it? It's like North it. Korea. You know, if we're in times of need, times of austerity, we're divvying up where the money's going to go. Is that is that the priority? Yeah, yeah, but it's it's eight million quid in the grand scheme of things. Is f- it's it's nothing, is it? Don't say what you're going to say because I know you think, oh, is it not? I haven't got well, eight million. It might million not be pounds. to you, <laughs> Mrs. Moneybags. It's not a lot of money across the whole grand scheme of things. It's just what it represents. I just think it looks like you live in some sort of authoritarian well, sort of date. Let's, <laughs> let's take that £8 million away from your local NHS trust and we'll see see how much you're happy about it then. Yeah, and let's. I mean, it's a drop in the ocean, as it I keep is. saying. Um, but what, what's, the, what's the crack with... Um, he went... William is OK now. Even though he was horrible to Harry, because he was seen having dinner at an LGBTQ plus restaurant in Poland. That's confusing. He's in Poland. I'm like homophobic, mm. but he's in an LGBTQ plus LGBTQ plus restaurant. I'm like, oh, that's okay. That's nice. What's the crack? Is he just keeping us guessing? What, what's the reason for it? <laughs> it was his coming out party. Didn't you know? I know. I didn't see it. He's on the front of the Sunday Sport. Uh, you're. What's? I'm. I'm reading about. Um, okay. The Prince of Wales, yeah, it's quite the statement this. You know the way Harry um, 
just comes out and says what he thinks. The Prince of Wales went to a gay restaurant in Poland and had a pulled pork sandwich in a braided roll. And fries. And fries. At £7.50. Again, what do you want that fucking sent to the NHS, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so what was, the, what was the reason for it? Was it a spe- specific thing or...? He's just passing. I think his staff had all gone out. Which is a bit awkward, then, isn't it? Because they're not invited, but he just has to get invited. Oh, so that was what it was. Yeah, the staff all went it out. It was led by the staff. Ah, right, okay. Uh, and uh, he rocks up there too. Oh, nice. Was she there? She, she. She. She was at home being boring. Yeah. She wouldn't leave the. She wouldn't leave the the hotel. Sat there with her face on. Well, no, she wouldn't have gone there because she's very anti-gay. <laughs> <laughs> she she can't stand them. She's yeah, she's renowned for that, isn't she? Um. Okay. The bistro also runs drag-themed karaoke nights. Um, yeah, okay. I'm just uh, having a look at this story. I'm just wondering how it ended up as news. <laughs> I, I am. But I was surprised to see that William did anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, it must have been quite the scene. But like when me and you um, went for uh, lunch in... Um, we've seen famouses in restaurants. Yes. Uh, David Beckham's. Yes. And... One of his footballing colleagues, was it Paul Scholes or yeah, or was it the Nevilles? Was it one of the Nevilles? I could, I could not tell them apart. I wouldn't know if I fucking walked into them. To be fair, that was two thousand and two. In two thousand and two, yeah. at the the restaurant bar and grill in Manchester, yeah. and I had the shits afterwards. Why? I don't know. The food just didn't agree with me, didn't it? That's what I remember about that day. Never that, mind David Beckham. Not be why it's not done very well since. No, it's gone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. sad. So we can say what we like about it. The restaurant bar and grill gives you the shit. <laughs> You can say anything you like, can't it, when something's gone? Like, I could have said anything about Alan Rickman earlier. As soon as we found out he was dead, <laughs> floodgates open, say what you like. Do you just get quite vicious once they've departed? That's why they're You just want out. to slag them off because you know you can. <laughs> they, can't, they can't sue me anymore. What were you uh, like when Mother Teresa went? Awful. Well, no, I was too busy crying about Diana. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right then, Kev, do you think you'll ever work for the BBC again after <laughs> you've done... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, come back next week with more um, queer news. More ways to end my career. <laughs> That's what this podcast is for most of career us. Career ending. It is, it is. Uh, right, I'll see you next time, Kev. Bye. Play Outcast UK on TikTok and Instagram. Just search Play Outcast UK.